Welcome to Take 10, a 10-minute podcast series by the Great Lakes MHTTC that focuses on self-care and personal well-being. Your host is Mark Sanders, and thank you for joining us today. Greetings, everyone. Today, we will talk about maintaining friendships virtually during COVID-19. I always like to begin with a story about an American soldier that was stationed in Afghanistan. And she flew home to New Jersey to get married. And then she flew back to Afghanistan. And as soon as she arrived, she lost her hand in battle. Her best friends at work went back on the battlefield and found her hand so that they could give her back that wedding band that was on the the hand that she lost. Where would the world be without friends? I read an article in Men's Health that said that when men don't have contact with male friends, it can do as much damage to our health as smoking a pack of cigarettes per day or drinking a pint of alcohol per day. That's so profound, I'd like to repeat it. When men don't have contact with male friends, it can do as much damage to our health as smoking a pack of cigarettes per day or drinking a pint of alcohol per day. So after I read that, I called my buddies. All of my friends just about are like more than 50 years old. And we decided that we would go to several baseball games each year just to hang out, realizing how important a friendship uh, is. We'd go to major league games, minor league games. Boy, did we enjoy it. And then this summer, we couldn't go to those games because of COVID-19. And guess what we decided to do? Every month on Zoom, me and my buddies uh, have what we call virtual baseball meetings. Could you imagine men in their 50s and 60s showing up for virtual baseball meetings, wearing baseball gloves, holding bats in our hands and jerseys of our favorite player? But it's really good on our mental health. As we mentioned earlier, more of our clients are are distant from their friends, uh, leaving them more vulnerable to relapse. And, And what about women in friendship? I was watching a Dr. Phil show, and he had on an expert from UCLA. This expert said that when women don't have contact with female friends, they can get physically sick. The expert said that when women don't have contact with female friends, they can get physically sick. The research also suggests that women with substance use disorders have higher recovery rates than men with substance use disorders. One reason being, because compared with men with addictions, women with substance use disorders tend to have more non-using friends that she socializes with in recovery as a relationship between socializing with non-using friends and recovery. So I read an article that said that every woman needs seven types of friends. Every woman needs seven types of female friends. One is a friend that she's so comfortable with Uh, that she doesn't have to care about like like appearances or uh, anything like that when she's with this friend. Another is an older wise woman. A third friend, according to this article that every woman needs is what we call the do do you remember when friend? You know, comedian Joan Rivers weighed in on that. And she called a do you remember when friend? A friend that you reminisce with. Maybe a friend from high school or one that you went to college with. Hey, as I think about it, COVID-19 provides an excellent opportunity for your clients in recovery to 
to reach out to high school friends and college friends just to reminisce about better times. After all, in the midst of COVID-19, these are tough times. Another type of friend is what we call a confidant. Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown called this type of friend the confidant. Uh, she knows where the body is buried, friend. She's not telling everyone. A good listener, a friend you can count on in a crisis, and finally, a friend in the same situation. So for women in recovery, there's a value in having friendships with other women in recovery. So as you know that many of the clients that we work with struggle to have healthy relationships in recovery. So I'm gonna share with you five questions that I invite you to share with your clients uh, as it pertains to friendship. And the first question is to ask your clients about the differences between friends and associates. For so many of our clients, they'll tell you that associates are people who they get high with and their friends are often individuals that they do not get high with. The second question, to ask clients, are the individuals that you get high with friends? And explore that with them. The third question, of the people you spend time with, which are healthier for your, you to be around in terms of your recovery and which are unhealthy for you to be around as it pertains to your recovery? Question four, what are the qualities you look for in a friend? And then finally five, are there friends that you had prior to addiction or active addiction and you fell out of contact with them or maybe you had a falling out during active addiction that would be healthy for you to be around again? And if so, are amends in order? And how do you reach out and make contact with them? You also wanna just work with your client on exploring methods of like forming friends. In other words, we've learned that it's helpful to laugh and cry with others. It's healthy to eat meals together. One of my clients told me that uh, once a week during COVID-19, that she and two of her best friends, they drive through the same drive-through restaurant. They park their cars in the parking lot right next to each other. And they roll down their windows over six feet apart. And they hold a conversation with each other while they eat their dinner together. Or maybe you might get on Zoom with your friends or encourage your clients to do so and just sing songs together. As we mentioned earlier, that a lack of, lack of connection increases the risk of heavy drug use and traumatic stress symptoms. Simultaneously, friendship is one of our clients' greatest friends in recovery. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Take 10 Podcast is sponsored by the Great Lakes MHTTC through cooperative agreements with SAMHSA. The opinions expressed in this series are those of the speakers and do not represent the official position of SAMHSA or DHHS. Before you go, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast series, and please follow us on social media for many more products and resources just like this.